Welcome to the podcast, Now Listen to Me, Catawba Island fun facts, lore, anecdotes, and sometimes even a little history. This podcast is brought to you by the Catawba Island Historical Society. These stories and conversations, not necessarily 100% historically accurate, are told by lifelong Catawba Island resident Don Rhodes. Born in 1931, Don was an integral part of the community his entire life until he passed away at age 90 in 2021. Don's passion for preserving the artifacts and stories of Catawba Island led to establishing the Historical Society and the Catawba Island Museum. The trustees of the Historical Society share these stories with you, largely unedited for content, so you can get a glimpse of what it was like to sit with Don and hear the stories in his own words. These recorded stories are a complement to all the contributions Don made to the History Museum and the entire community. In this first episode, Don Rhodes narrates a driving tour of Catawba Island. It seems a fitting place to start our podcast series. This first installment of the tour begins in the Ottawa City area, near Don's home, at Northwest Catawba Road and Porter Road, and goes just a bit north to Catawba Point. Future episodes will continue the Catawba Island tour, with Don discussing people, places, buildings, businesses, and the stories they tell. In the cliffs that are, you know, that shouldn't be recognized, I think, or locations, because, you know, the cliffs got to start in the middle of the 1920s. Yeah. And there were two parcels over there were, that were not part of the Catawba Cliffs Association until much, much later. They did not get into the uh, Bellows, J.H. Bellows did not buy those. They were already purchased. So let's do the let's do the point first. Okay. Well, you're leaving what is now Ottawa City, laid out in 1862 by a John Sloan, a Sandusky investment attorney, one of the four owners of this allotment of Ottawa City. Slow down. Right here on the corner. This corner right here? Building right here. Caleb West. That is where the Catawba Island's first post office was. Mm -hmm. Ottawa City Post Office. Here or right there? Right here in this red brick building. Uh Caleb West, yeah. The building across the street is Waddle's family. And that was a winery. Okay. That cellar's about 18 feet deep. There were a number of wineries out here that we would now consider a cottage industry. Okay. You see this house right here on the left? Yep. This house was moved by a team of horses here. This, from, this one? From the Catawba State Park. The by gray, Moore's the, Dock. The gray one or the stone one? This one right off of it to the with left. The, with a stone. Okay. The other one was built here at the locality, okay? Okay. Okay, now you're coming down to basically known as Catawba Point, the north entrance to Catawba Cliffs. 
Yep. This is one of the parcels that was not part of the original Catawba Cliff because it was sold prior to Bellows buying it. This is one of the parcels. There, there's about been about four buildings on this corner lot right here. Yep. Okay. Now, this used to be one time a a storage area for the lumber company that was located on this stony projectile setting out here, which is known by the local folks as the Catawba Fish Dock. Mm. This was the fish dock. The dock further on down was the Catawba Fruit Dock or the Ferry Dock. Mm. Before this was a fish dock, it was a dock that was generated by the Elthorps, the Waddles, and a few of the people down here on the point. And they also had a sawmill there. Ships, tugs, would bring rafts of logs down here from Michigan and further up the lakes. And they had a sawmill. And then it was sawed and stored on these lots right here. Okay. Directly ahead of us, further east, was the Cliff House, built in 1895 by... Which side did it sit on, Don? Right side, on the right here. side, right here. Was that Springer, Don? No. Springer married one of the daughters. Okay, that's where your conflict can get. Okay. On the left-hand side, now listen, stop here a minute. On the left-hand side was the original dock down here. This dock predates the ferry slash fruit dock by 30 to 40 to 50 years. That was a real skinny dock, right, Don, that went well, out? Well, yeah, it was, it was a skinny dock. Most of the photographs, and most of the photographs were after the Civil War, because the cameras are so scarce and so expensive, that this became the fish dock. But prior to that time, it was the commercial dock, where they brought in supplies and shipped out materials and hauled rocks back and forth. Okay. And anything that left Catawba Point, because the dock ahead of us, the fruit dock, was not built yet until the 1880s. This was built and started in the 1840s. Now is this Donnie you saying that was the the fish dock? This is a fish dock yeah. here, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the Elthorps and I think the models, because they had lived down here, and there were some other people involved. So Don, the, the Cliff House, you're thinking of the Rue family? Was that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Okay, the Cliff House here, was built by the roof and uh, where was it exactly here? Right where you're looking. Right, right there. Right where the right stone there. house is, right, right here. Right there. Okay, great. And Burton, I think, 1967. Yeah. That what house up there? What was by the little park? Nothing. Way back when I was way back inside, there was a red barn-like house at one time was a meat market, believe it or not. Huh. But later on, it became 
the residence of the teamster that ran the Chitney for Chegney between Chegney's point, this point here, hmm. and Port Clinton, okay? Hmm. That was his home. As we come around the point when I said that was the first lot that was not part of the Catawba Cliffs, that was the Cagney Hotel, mm -hmm. but it took the name of Pittsburgh House. The Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh House. House. Yeah. So, so far record. The reason being so many folks, wealthy folks, summered there in the summer from the Pittsburgh area, it took the name of the Pittsburgh House. Wow. It's funny that they didn't spell it the way that Pittsburgh is spelled. You know, Pittsburgh well, is P-I-T-T-S-B-U-R-G-H, and they didn't put the H on it. That I, that I, I find can't. that a lot, there's different spellings. Yeah, oh yeah. Now this is the Cagney homestead here. On the right? Yeah, that big house. Talking about the white one up ahead no, no, no. of us here, or I, I'm talking about right here. This one here. The Cliff House? No, 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 no. That was the Cliff House. This is the Kegney House oh, right here. Next door. See, if, see the road to the right. Yeah. Watch you down that road. Okay, now wait a minute. I'm not sure I understand which one was Kegney. Oh, uh, we're gonna go by it. Okay. So they had this whole parcel, is what you're saying? Well... Or no? No. Okay. You got two houses here. The house on the right is the Cagney Homestead. This one right, right up here. Right there, yeah. Uh -huh. The house over here started out as a summer bungalow or summer cottage by the Hinch family, a wealthy family from the Cincinnati area. They were in the banking in the Cincinnati area. And they added on and added on until they got this large Victorian style home that's there now. And one of the daughters, the descendants, was Mary. And she was, when I grew up, she had married a gentleman by the name of Bumgardner. So it was Mary Bumgardner. They later divorced and she married another gentleman by the name of Hilker. Mm. He owned the bakery in Fremont, Ohio. So, so then she Hilker House. Mary Hilker. So we call this the Hilker House. These names. On, on the left, yeah. Yeah. So down the immediate right here is the K the old Cagney place. Yeah, that's the Cagney House. Okay. But yeah. it didn't they, look like that. Did no, they? no. They've had it on so many times. Isn't that new? That's no, that's an old house. Well, it's just been resurfaced, yeah. That's neat that they yeah, kept it. that's very cool. I didn't know that, did you? Nope, I did not. See? This property back here on the left is all part of the Hilker place? Yeah, this is Hilker's. That's a big piece of property. Oh, yeah. They were very well. They were at one time the wealthiest out here, you know. Well, how'd they make their money down? Bankers in Cincinnati. Bankers, bankers. Okay. <laughs> wow. This was a Cagney house. When I grew up, the Cagneys owned this. And a lot of these big homes 
rented rooms to the summer people called them rumors but that didn't happen at the inches because they didn't they didn't need that extra income they were they were very wealthy what's this little place on the right here then well this is a new house there was a series of houses here there was an ice house that belonged to Kegney where Wilson Snyder and Charlie Schuster raised their families and it finally burned okay but this was Kegney's ice house here where this house now sets going straight if you go to the right there was a, a large summer home there and when I grew up that was the domes that lived there mm. but during the 1860s 18 these little, these houses held not transients but they held help that worked in the lime kiln that had to run seven days a week 24 hours a day mm -hmm. so these homes were fairly large and then they rented rooms to people who worked in and about the quarry and the lime kiln when the lime kiln was in operation <laughs> then after the lime kiln went out of operation in the 1850s eventually this is important Ottawa City was vacated in 1863 1863 so it's just a technical description of property as today because all these streets and alleys have been vacated years ago but for our property lines come from now on the on the far west end again there was a large home and that was a commercial fisherman uh, and he also rented rooms but I say commercial fisherman when that dock down there the biggest share of it of its life held fish company personnel they set and lifted nets mm. off of Catawba Point. That was their home port, mm. that fish dock. Mm. And there was a large warehouse first, and then there was a building put on it further out that shows up in most of the photographs, and that was the Twine House. But they had the warehouse first, and then later on when it comes all fishing, then it could support a Twine House where they set and mended and lifted and washed and tarred the nets. They, they laid the nets out in that field that previously was a warehouse for the sawmill. Mm -hmm. But when the sawmill's gone, then it was used to tar the nets for the people who ran the fisheries. And various companies ran them over the years. Which is now the Miller uh, over, no, no, Overflow no, Parking no, no, or no? no. Yeah, Miller Parking. Here. Yeah, Overflow, right. Yeah. Is this all owned by Miller now here ahead of us? Yeah. This? Now it does. This was ours at one time. Wow. Now you're coming down here. Get out of the stop sign? Yeah, get out of the stop sign. 
Okay, stop right here, I think. If you if you look to the left, when I grew up, this was a parking lot for the cottage inn. Right. For the cars. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, this is where the Catawba Island Hegel store was. Now, let me digress for just a second. This store, the Hegel store, was started by the Lafer brothers, whose father owned the 87 acres, which is now the Catawba Cliffs, okay? The three brothers, Howard, Jay, Howard, Jay, and I can't think of the other one right now, off the top of my head. They started the Catawba grocery store here. Do straight ahead, don't go, but straight ahead towards Pebble Beach, there was a Presbyterian Episcopal Church. On the right. On the right. Right. They tore that church down in the early 30s when the congregation voted to go into Port Clinton and they vacated this property. The Lafer brothers tore that building down and built this store out of that Presbyterian Episcopal Church. Yeah. Okay. I think we have the sign, don't we, Don? The market sign? No, you have the Catawba Market, yeah. Okay. That's when Charlie Bauman owned it. He called it the Catawba Market. The same property? Same property. Okay. Now the Catawba end up there at one time. That was ours also. It was a rooming house. But between the store, which is now gone, and the Catawba Inn was a blacksmith shop. Huh. Okay. Now, do you want to go left around the point where the cottage inn was? Sure. Yeah, why don't we do that? Okay. Now you got two buildings here. The building on the right is Ira Dutcher. He built this yeah. nine acres, owned this, bought this nine acres, and built a home on it. And the home later became a rooming house. Rooming house for overnight guests using the ferry boat to the Lake Erie Islands. Did they call that Linden Hall? Is that what they yeah. Linden Lodge or Linden something? Lodge. Linden Lodge, yeah. Behind us was a peach warehouse grading barn hmm. where they packed and and picked, picked Short, shorter than each nine acres before it was a uh, trailer court was a peach orchard slash grape vineyard and they prepared the fruit in this barn, okay? The barn, barn was gone first. Then this building was built in the 1840s. The home was built first. The barn was built second. But there was a use for the home because it was used for overnight guests. The barn was not used, so it was 
I think burned. I think it burned. Don, did Dutcher build that house? Yes. Before he became the manager of the cement plant? Uh, good question. Because the cement plant was started in 1850, right? More or less. More or less. So this house, was it built before 1850? When the house was here? The question is, when did Dutcher buy the property? Uh-huh. Now, it's, it gets, there's an... Didn't he buy it from a guy named Scott? Scott is the name I'm thinking. I'm trying to help you here, yeah. Don. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. Scott Point. Scott, Scott Point. Reef. Scott was a caretaker for the Edwards family over on Wooden House, Putten Bay. I remember that story. Okay. Yeah. Then Dutcher bought this nine acres from Scott. And I don't think Scott built this house. I think it was Dutcher. Because Dutcher was a trained professional millwright, okay? And he was induced to come from uh, an area in the state of New York where they had built a lime kilns hmm. for the quarrying and processing of limestone. Wow. And he took a employment in Sandusky, Ohio, on the mills located in Sandusky. Yeah. But then those four Sandusky investment attorneys induced him to come to Catawba to run their investment, okay? Mm -hmm. So then he bought the nine acres over here that belonged to the Scott family. And just for the record, too, this building I'm looking at is not the original no. Uh, no, no, Dutcher no. house. It was torn down. And oh, this, this was, was torn down by a couple years. years. This, couple was, years. this is the, uh, the new clubhouse yeah, for the, for the point. Clubhouse. Thank you for listening to Now Listen to Me, Catawba Island fun facts, lore, anecdotes, and sometimes even a little history, a production of the Catawba Island Historical Society. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please visit our website at CatawbaIslandHistoricalSociety.com or come visit the Catawba Island History Museum in person, located in historic Union Chapel near the beautiful shores of Lake Erie in Ohio. Until next time, happy history!